everyone to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, co-creator, Cami. Hey there. Hey, Bryant. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Thanks for asking. You know, I like throwing that co-creator Cami in one because it's true <laughs> and it, alliteration. Always love it. And it services the fact that you, you know, co-founded the podcast. We're almost at four years now. Is that right? We're wow, like on the yeah. precipice of four years. It was like the end of August, early September. Uh, yeah, 2019. Yep. We're oh almost at four years. What the hell? <laughs> That's insane. Well, it's been uh, a fantastic Four years, um, you know, we've we've had a lot of great moments on the show, had lots of special guests on. We just had a special guest last week with Shanika and her podcast. Uh, Horror Hughes. Right, Horror Hughes, thank you. Um, we've had some great moments of people from other countries reaching out to us about episodes that we've done, weird, weird episodes that have, like, blown up randomly <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's definitely been uh, a really great ride the last four years and we got all these great microphone and audio equipment that we were just talking about right yeah absolutely <laughs> did um, we record any of that <laughs> right the yeah. shop talk no um so today though and as other mystery typical episodes go we're going to be talking about mythological subjects so in this case uh we're talking about the the bermuda triangle so, you know, last week we, we talked a little bit about Athena, we've talked about Vikings, we've talked about Hindu gods recently, but we're kind of bringing it to a concept here. One that was very scary for us as children, that one that was very <laughs> real. It was quicksand and the Bermuda Triangle and then, you know, other more realistic fears were right on the top of our list. So uh, I thought this would be fun to just kind of go on to, uh, There, you know, it's pretty straightforward. So I, I think this will be kind of nice and... Uh, yeah. All right. Well, so as the show goes, Cami's going to give us a story, and then I will bring up some of the history of the Bermuda Triangle. We'll talk about, uh, I'll lead a discussion and all that. So, Cami, please regale us with your story. Absolutely. So, I used uh, Bermuda-attractions.com. <laughs> I guess it's like a tourism website for the it's like that Irish Bermuda. wedding rings website we used for Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Triangle, sure. <laughs> Love it. The Bermuda Triangle has fascinated travelers since the days of Columbus. He reported seeing strange lights that disappeared upon the water and reappeared when they surfaced again. And for the next 500 plus years, many ships and planes have been lost to the well-traveled sea. But none so mysterious is the tale of the Ellen Austin. It was 1881, and the ship was making its normal voyage from London to New York and all the stops in between, when it passed a boat that seemed to be moving erratically. Upon inspection, the smaller vessel was intact, and the cargo and all, but the sailors had disappeared along with the captain's log. The captain of the Ellen Austin decided to see if he could salvage the ship and cargo, so he sent his men aboard to sail to the nearest port. But a great storm arose, as if Poseidon himself was angry at the man for taking the prize. The two ships lost each other. But after the storm subsided, the crew of the Ellen Austin witnessed the same boat moving erratically upon the waves. The men sent to crew the vessel were nowhere to be seen, but the ship and cargo were intact. So again, the captain decided to send a crew to sail the ship home. And again that night, a terrible storm separated the two. But there was no sign of the ghost ship after that night. The crew was lost forever to the sea. Yeah, that's Bermuda Triangle <laughs> yeah. in a nutshell, right? It's a lot of people lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... You know, I'm trying to think of like what 
I must have been like a cartoon or something when I was a kid. You know, I'm watching Nickelodeon. I was born in 92, watching Nickelodeon Cartoon Network. Some cartoon must have brought this up, right? Is that how, how did you I, I For me, it was Unsolved Mysteries. Okay. No, that, And I had great. to, like, whenever I heard the theme song to that for years, I had to, like, immediately turn off the television. Like, it would, it would yeah. come on. I was talking, I'm talking about, like, I was, like, maybe even in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And, um... I would watch the Golden Girls, and then after the Golden Girls, um, they would have, like, two episodes back-to-back. Right. And I would usually, like, kind of fall asleep sure. towards the end of the second episode. Oh, the and way. so I'd be – yeah, I'd be, like, asleep on the couch, and then all of a sudden the Unsolved Mysteries – And then absorbing <laughs> the Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I'd be so terrified. I'd, like, wake up from right. a dead sleep and quickly Sweating. turn off the television. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of like an exact time of when I, um, you know, heard about it. But it was it was fun to look into it because I never really have here. So, you know, it, it's tough. There's not a whole lot. And a lot of this stuff is, you know, 20th century onward. But there are, uh, you know, a few kind of references and incidents here. Uh, most notably, um, there was... So, yeah, I guess I'll talk about it kind of like in the timeline and then a little bit about everything else. So pre-20th century, um, there's there's general legends and myths about strange occurrences and disappearances um, in this area. You know, uh, you know, America founded the colonists, 1700, stuff like that. But, you know, Christopher Columbus, 1492, that's when the settling is. The um, they, they were called like the West Indies area, you know, the Bahamas, that kind of thing. The, this area did have people populating it like europeans i should say because obviously people were there um of indigenous populations but so these ships the ones that were disappearing they've been here for a while you get lost things happen stories you know story spread but specifically um christopher columbus does mention in his journal in 1492 um, he mentioned seeing unusual lights and compass anomalies during his first Voyage. So the compass anomalies is, is pretty interesting. I'll talk a little bit more about how that could have happened later. Um, there are other early explorers from the age of exploration uh, that have references to mysterious events around the Atlantic. Um, the Bermuda Triangle is a pretty large area, so it's it's not like it's not like a baseball field or something like that. Um, there are newspaper reports in the 19th century highlighting disappearances uh, and anomalies within the specific region. Um, there are official naval, naval records of documented appearances of naval vessels. Um, then there are also like many other primary sources from the time, private letters, diaries, and things like that that connect to that. Um, y- you know, to explain it, it's it's kind of tough because like y'all, these were like you know boats like made of wood. <laughs> things things happen like you know um it, it's tough to and that's one of the arguments that people sort of make to against it it's like in the grand scheme of things you know boats are going to sink accidents are going to happen people are going to disappear and it's not really that crazy like if you if you kind of take every boat record from you know a, a 200 year period during this time a lot there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen and so it's not that crazy and it doesn't seem like it happens specifically here more than anywhere else and again there was so much traffic here there were lots of colonies um lots of like established areas on these islands in this in in the west indies you know um in this area so it's not that crazy to, to think about these things happening and and so it seems like the sensationalism really happened into the 1900s into the 20th century so um 
there was uh, notable dif- disappearances in the 19th century start, like with um, the USS Pickering in 1800 and the schooner uh, Carol A. Deering in 1921, specifically here. So here we have, you know, a little bit more focus on this area. Um, in 1945, there was a Flight 19 incident. Uh, five U.S. Navy bombers vanished during a training mission along with a rescue plane. This really helps fuel public interest. Mid-20th century, multiple ships and planes disappeared reportedly in the Bermuda Triangle, including the SSS Marine Sulphur Queen um, and in 1963, and then military more military aircraft in 65. So this led, uh, in 1974, author Charles Berlitz writes a book, The Bermuda Triangle, popularized the idea of the area being an unexplained phenomena. Uh, the skepticism and criticism uh, that we have, of course, it... it there's there's a lot of things that can kind of happen here. So um, I, I thought it was really cool, some of the ways that uh, explain it. Um, obviously, there are things like human error and weather conditions. Um, the, but it, there's scientists have noted that the Bermuda Triangle area is very geographically complex. Um, l- lots of travel, complex ocean uh, currents, underwater geological formations, shifting sandbanks. Um, these could all contribute to ships getting um, messed up. Um, methane gas, uh, or sorry, methane hydrates exist in this part of the ocean, in which the releases of these gases can create bubbles that reduce water density and potentially lead to sinkings. That's really scary. Uh, magnetic anomalies, so going back to Columbus's journal. So this is one of the few areas on Earth where true north and magnetic north align. This can cause compasses to behave erratically and contribute to errors, um, whether it's, you know, you getting lost and sinking, you hitting a sandbake, or you're just Christopher Columbus and you're like, what's my compass doing? Um, there are, uh, I wonder if other types of compasses would work at that point, like a water compass or something. Oh, sure. Yeah, it doesn't specifically mention that. The next kind of thing it mentions is like early electronics would malfunction um, sure. in, in the sort of the same vein because of these things. So This uh, sounds kind of poltergeisty. Like, um, sure. you know, like the magnetic is so like strong right there or whatever the magnetic field is so strong it's causing like weird things in the atmosphere maybe right yeah it, it seems like it's kind of a perfect storm here with the bermuda triangle it just sure. kind of like happens that way um there were a, a few other like uh interesting sort of events um you know i know you know the other explanations are things like media sensationalism selective reporting uh, so, 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 like, some things kind of got uh, cherry-picked out of stories. Sure. And, and it, it just, like, a perfect storm of, like, these events happening. Yes, they do kind of happen here. But it's obviously it's going to happen there. This area is heavily, uh, you know, talked about or, 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 you know, tons of people go around it. So why wouldn't they? That kind of thing. So Like, um, well, yeah, a cargo plane disappearing right. wouldn't be, like, a newsworthy story necessarily. But if a passenger plane disappeared disappears in the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, that's... Right, yeah. And I, I get... I didn't even really start with this. So the Bermuda Triangle, it, it's basically... So there's the island of Bermuda, um, Florida, and Puerto Rico essentially make the, the triangle, um, the, the points of it. So it goes kind of right through the Caribbean, uh, right above it from Florida, um, going east. And then it the triangles... Uh, you know, it's, a, it's like a perfect triangle. Um, what's that word? Not acute, not isosceles not up obtuse perfect perfect yeah um i guess it had to be one of those anyway math heads uh yeah so it it, it's very close to america and uh you know i remember godfather too they're always traveling to cuba and doing stuff so you know in the 50s so yeah it's gonna happen like 
you know, and God, those planes were horrible back then. So of course it's going right. to happen. I mean, geez, uh, we're, we're in tin cans, you know? Um, so, and I, you know, I guess like there, there really isn't too many modern issues that happen there. Um, to, to really talk about because technology has superseded. Uh, the only reporting that's going to happen here probably is, you know, migrants from Cuba trying to escape to Florida. That's the only thing I could think of happening where there's tragic events happening in the Bermuda Triangle. So it, it's just really cool that it, it sort Wait, of... Wait, when's the last reported disappearance then? That's a good point. Hold on. Let me, let me see. Because I thought I heard something recently. <laughs> I mean, within the last couple of years, like... Maybe even post-COVID. Not that there's really a post-COVID, but supposedly. <laughs> it's all post-COVID now. All right, hold on. <laughs> Wikipedia has a list of incidents. Uh, okay. The last aircraft incidents that Wikipedia has is uh, two in 2017. 2017. Okay, that makes sense. That's probably what I was thinking of. Yeah. Turkish Airlines flight TK-183 was forced to change its direction from Havana, Cuba to Washington, uh, after some mechanical and electrical problems occurred over the triangle. Oh, okay. So he got a tummy, the plane got a tummy ache when it was driving. Sure. It, it didn't get lost. Um, but there were two planes, right? And then uh, in May 15th, a private MU-2B aircraft uh, was 24,000 feet when it vanished from radar in radio contact with air Yeah, that's what I remember that, yeah. Plane wreckage was later found. So Okay, um, yeah. The last, it was, but they couldn't find it forever, I think. I imagine so, yeah. The last sea incident was in 2015. There was actually two. Um, two, two this 14, is getting weird. I know. Two 14-year-old <laughs> boys were, went on a fishing trip in their 19-foot boat. Um, the pair's boat was found a year later off the coast of Bermuda, but the boys were never seen again. So, And, you know, and it says despite the 15,000 square nautical mile wide search by the Coast Guard. So I mean, it, it's so hard to, like, search for stuff here, too. Like, this is a huge area. So if you yeah. are trying to, like, I don't know, it, it, it's it's kind of like, I don't know. It, it'd be like making a triangle from, like, us to, like, Norway to Japan. or so, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're going to find a lot of incidents happening in that. Sure, radius. it's a bad, yeah, it's a bad. Yeah, uh, the other incident was in October of 2015. Uh, a crew of 33 aboard sank off the coast of the Bahamas, the Bahamas, with the tri within the triangle after sailing uh, into Hurricane Joaquin. Um, search crews identified the vessel 15,000 feet below the surface. So, um, so yeah, even the most recent stuff uh, has been able to be ID'd. Um, oh God, in 1967. Miami hotel owner and yachtsman Dan Burak sent set out on his cabin cruiser Witchcraft with a priest named Patrick Horgan. This is a story. Um, this is all from Wikipedia. <laughs> I wish I'd known about this one. <laughs> yeah, the ship was taken one mile off the coast off the Miami coastline so that Burak and Horgan could view the Christmas lights visible from the shore. Is that oh? Literally just like Christmas lights is, I think, what it's... Yeah. Uh, anyway, that night, Burak radioed a distress call to the Coast Guard, informing them that the boat's propeller had struck something underwater and that the vessel would need to be towed in. The Coast Guard requested that he send up a flare in roughly 20 minutes so that the boat could be easily more located, more easily located. The official who received the call reportedly later noted that Burak did not seem too concerned about the witchcraft, a boat that Burak had fitted with special flotation device in its hull. When the Coast Guard arrived at the location from which Burak called, he, Horgan, and the witchcraft were nowhere to be found. Over the following days, a search was conducted over 100 square nautical miles, but the boat and its passengers were never found. 
That's a double they just whammy. Ran away there. together. That's what. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. That sounds like a joke. Like so, a right. a Miami hotel owner, yachtsman, and a priest get on the witchcraft. Like what? Right. Like what the hell? What are you thinking? And Patrick the bartender Morgan? says, "What is this? Some kind of joke?" Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> that's insane. All right. Well, that was in '67. So, and I mentioned the Sulphur Queen and a few others that I see. Wow, that's wild. So, and, and, you know, God, in 67, you know, they wouldn't have the technology to easily see that stuff. Um, sadly, it doesn't right. look like there was an update, though. But I, I imagine, you know, God, they're coral reef material now or something, you know, at this point. That's crazy. So, there you have it, folks. Myth busted. Uh, it, I, I was kind of happy, you know, like, it was satisfying to see that, like, Christopher Columbus mentioned something specifically in this area. Uh, yeah. you know, people have being affected by the magnetic stuff, you know, like it, it makes sense. Um, I wonder what those lights that he were seeing or the, the mysterious lights he saw, I wonder what that could have been. I wonder what, what science says about that. Aliens is obviously aliens. Right? Easily, easily. Yeah. That, that's, we've already done that episode on the podcast though. So right. We're done. <laughs> Go back in time. It's there. What do we, you have, you, what do we call it? You, uh, it was you, UAEs, I think. Yeah. Is the. Unidentified aerial oh UA, UAF maybe phenomenon we talk, or UAP I mean maybe unidentified aerial phenomenon I think that's what it was we did something it was the basically the witches the floating witches yeah maybe they <laughs> are related to the witchcraft the vessel that oh yeah that's what it is this they poor drew it home. poor yachtsman and his priest what the hell what are you guys doing they were dating yeah they were dating. <laughs> I mean, this is what happened. They the boat's gone. We need to write this fan fiction, right? And then make it a show. And they're my favorite people now. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick Horgan and Dan Burak. Man, that's crazy. They would never see them in the '60s. A, a priest and a hotel owner could never be together. What if they're just like chilling some on some island? They're just they're that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like they're, maybe they're even just best buds or whatever. I Hosting don't know, Tupac, like... like just hanging out. Right. With uh, Dan and Pat. All right. <laughs> I think that covers everything that I have. Uh, very very nice to see that it was simpler. I was kind of worried it might be crazy or too crazy, sure. silly. But there's obviously lots of other stories there, ones that you can find like that of Dan and Patrick uh, Horgan. Um, may you guys rest forever in peace together in love. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Do, do you have anything you want to throw in before the end? I do want to say that, um, and I think I saw this on Unsolved Mysteries, so I'm just going to say that, but there is also something called the Dragon's Triangle, and it's near China. It's Mm. like that area of the sea, and it is directly like... I was was thinking that. I was like, you mm -hmm. know, dig a hole in the Bermuda Triangle. Exactly. So they think that it's like electromagnetic there as well. And I thought maybe we could talk about it maybe in like six months. Yeah, that would be... (laughs) Keep it, keep it going, right. revolving. Right. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I think that'd be that'd be really cool. Um, and that 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 does have, yeah, that makes sense. That I understand that. I feel smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Cami, uh, thanks for your story. Um, thanks for doing this for four years. Yeah, thank you. It's been no, you've done fun. all of the work, literally all of the work. Sorry, you bankrolled it for four years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's been good. It's been a lot of fun, and like I said, we've had these awesome moments where people reach out to us and tell us about fun stories or just how we nailed something. So it's it's made it more than worth it. So uh, let us know what you think if you have any fun Bermuda Triangle stories. 
let us know. If you've been to the island of Bermuda, let us know. I didn't actually really yeah. look up into that. I should have probably a little bit, but um, the history of, of Bermuda. That's maybe another myth for another day. But uh, let us know if you have any like subjects you'd like us to touch upon. Uh, mystery is all one word with mystery. Story has an I-E instead of a Y at the end of it. So mystery uh, at gmail.com, great way to get in touch with us. We also have our Facebook group, and you can reach out to Cammy and I directly. Go to mystery dot, is it dot org, right? Dot net. Dot net. Okay, great. We couldn't get dot org. Um, <laughs> go to mystery.net. That's our landing page. That'll take you to our link tree and show you all of our links as well. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe. Smash that like button. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Right. You got it. All right. I think that's it, Cammy. We will. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. We will uh, see you all next time. Oh. Okay.